All right, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Harvest Now Conversations. All right, <laughs> maybe we'll cut that bit up. <laughs> but uh, all right, so we're, th- we're back talking about visions. And um, this episode, we're going to be talking about how to fulfill the vision. So we've been talking about the how, uh, why it's important, why vision is important, and how to get it. But now we're talking about how to actually get to that point and get the well done, good and faithful servant. So our camera person is making fun of me, but um, yeah, how do how do get to that point of well done, good and faithful servant? So the first question I'm going to ask everybody is, what are the challenges that you have gone through that have made you question the vision God gave you, Jamison? Well, there are several challenges, but I know I know for anyone that considers them th- themselves as a visionary or someone who has a vision, yeah, the temptation is to feel lonely yes and that's often because okay this is under the assumption that god's giving you this vision mm. he's given it to you yeah look there might be a part of people to aid into that vision but mm. ultimately he's given it to you yeah and sometimes we can wrestle with you know that no one else sees this so if no one else sees it then it's, it can't be from god it can't be real i can't achieve this yeah and that's that is a very real challenge you know that we we go through yeah but like as we said, or as I said, we have to remember that God's given it to you. And because he's given it to you, I like what Shane said, he's entrusted it to you, knowing that you can achieve it with mm. him. So that's one challenge that uh, you know, I know for myself that I faced. Mm. Um, another challenge is looking towards the past mm. and basing that on what your future vision right. has. History has told me, like looking back into my life, that the things that I've started, I've always given up on. Like whatever project, whatever, whatever interest, like I actually, I don't know if you guys knew, I actually wanted to play guitar when I was younger, Mm. got one, my dad bought one off eBay for me. I was like, oh, this is the best. Mm. I started playing for about a month. I was like, nah, forget it. Like this, this is too hard. This, this sucks. Mm. Like that's just one example of many. Mm. So looking to the past and basing my current vision off the results of Mm. previous visions. Yeah that can also uh, distract you or tempt you to think otherwise like no i can't achieve this Mm. there's no way because history history will repeat itself Mm. but once you've grasped what god has given to you you run with it Mm. because you're not going to know every detail on how to fulfill that vision he gives you a broad vision but you've got to trust him every step of the way yeah Yeah. got it the question so what are challenges that you have you personally have gone through that made you question the vision that god gave you i remember god telling me that before you share the vision Mm. to other people it has to be real within yourself first Mm. because when you share it with people and you're not really sure Mm. you're giving them opportunity to yes you know like are you sure you know giving you like ideas of like doubts and stuff second guess Mm. second guessing yourself so when god gives you a vision make sure that you see yourself doing that, you mm. know, that's real in you. Like I remember Pascal sharing in the podcast, actually, you're pregnant with that vision. You mm. know, that's your baby. You take yeah. care of that. Yeah, don't give any foothold to the devil to give you second guess about that vision mm. because doubt is the killer of mm. the vision, you know. So once doubt starts going in, that's when you start second guessing. Mm. So don't give any foothold to the devil. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not, you know, it's wrong, it's not right. You know that it's right because you receive it from God, you have peace with it. Yeah. 
So I think, yeah, don't um, make sure you really see yourself doing that before you. And also, like, be careful who you share your vision with. Make sure you're sharing it with like-minded people with um, the same heart, same vision, right? So my struggle was, I think, because I didn't really see myself doing that. Mm. So I think that's where it all fell apart and then doubt came in. But praise God, mm. <laughs> he's so faithful. Mm. He's faithful and just to um, to forgive us and to correct us, to bring us back to his way. So, yeah, yeah. praise God. <laughs> Can you talk about um, you overcoming that? Like, so when people made you second guess, what was the process in solidifying the vision? Um, I really just had to get back into God, get back into the word because I started valuing people's opinion. Like, why did I do that? (laughs) You know, what God says goes. Mm. It shouldn't be about what, you know, other people say. If God said it, then he'll do it. Don't doubt it. It's 100%. He's not a man Mm. that he should lie. (laughs) He will do what he says. So I just really had to get back into that mindset because, yeah, it's, oh man. So, yeah, I just really had to get back into it. Ask God for forgiveness, first and foremost, for doubting. And then just ask Him, I just ask God for help. Help me, Lord. Help me see, you know, what you see. Yeah. Help me believe (laughs) Mm. because I struggle to believe. Help me Mm. believe. God will help you if you're struggling to believe. Mm. So all goods, bro. Just get back. It's all good. Just Mm. talk back to God. Ask him for forgiveness. It's that yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to overcomplicate it. God is so faithful. Mm. Yeah. Cheyenne. Yeah. So what made me question the vision, mm. right? Just a lot of self-doubt. Wondering if I'm good enough to mm. carry out what he's called me to do. Because mm-hmm. like what everyone was saying, or what Keith was sharing last time, like it's so much bigger than ourselves. Mm. It goes beyond what we could ever imagine ourselves doing. Mm. Like you were saying before, he doesn't want us independent of him. Mm. Yes. So, yeah. But to be honest, I struggled for a while with that, wondering if I was, yeah, wondering if I was strong enough, wondering mm. if I had the credentials to do that, mm. if I was qualified. Mm. Also, being premature with my decisions mm-hmm. or just the with the process, mm. trying to rush it. <clears throat> and that, that made a lot of... Uh, I could have saved a lot of time, a mm-hmm. lot of money. Mm-hmm. The choice that you make might sound right and might sound like it's on the right track. For example, right now I'm studying counselling. Mm-hmm. Previously, I was enrolled in a different institute mm-hmm. doing a bachelor. Yeah, yeah, and I was excited. It sounded really good because it was at a Christian institute. Mm. But after meditating on it and like a, a couple things happened, I was speaking to Pastor Rod one time and he was just saying, "Is even before I started the course, he was like, is there a faster way to do it? Mm. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, the general like deal with bachelors is takes three years, <laughs> right? Three years. Yeah. And so... Mine took two. Oh, Oh. Music. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Watch the green. <laughs> um, Just kidding. I, we all did an ask the all right, mate. <laughs> no, not backing anyone out. I did one. Don't worry. It's <laughs> funny. Go on. Back to it. You're right. Back to it. Back to it. Um, yeah. And so um, the counseling subject was correct, mm. the institute was wrong. I found a, a place where I can get into the field of counseling mm. within a year mm. or a year and a half wow. and I'm 
I'm sh- I can start working, I can be qualified, I can have the credentials to do all that. And I had that unction a while ago, but I guess I got, I got um, distracted by Christian title mm. of an institute. Sometimes God will call you into a place that isn't Christian. Yes. Um, he wants you to be able to make an impact in a place that is full of darkness. Mm. Or who, um, like previously, probably wouldn't ever recognize God or pay no mind to, you know, um, Christian morals or beliefs. Mm. But he's called you into a place such as that. Yeah. I think I got excited and got comfortable in that idea. That might be for the future. Who knows? But I'm leaning on God again. <laughs> and um, yeah, so as soon as I did that, yeah, I repented. Mm. Um, so yeah, so those two things, self-doubt and um, just trying to do it in my own strength, I guess, mm. in my own way. Yeah, how did you overcome self-doubt? Self-doubt is, yes, I had to know who I am in Christ. Plain and simple foundation stuff. I'm the head and not the tail. He's called me for to be. He had to remind me of of, of prophetic words that were spoken over me, um, by our pastors, who were like, "I see, you know, leadership qualities in you. I see you being a leader," mm. and I'm like, "Hmm," <laughs> but question is, do I really believe that for myself? Mm-hmm. And which ties in with what Guado was saying. If you don't know who you are, you're gonna struggle with that. Struggle with self doubt. Know your identity in Christ, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Also, one last thing is um, fear of man and mm. fear of rejection. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, so I cared a lot about what people thought of me. And so that ties in also as well uh, um, in self-doubt because mm. I didn't know if I was really good enough. Mm. And now I know, like, I'm right where I need to be. Mm. I'm in my element. Mm. Like, I can, I can do this because he's in me. Mm. And he's called me to do this. I am appointed. I am anointed for this very thing mm. that he's called me to do. So yeah, I can. That's that's confidence. Mm. That God-based confidence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no matter how many times I get rejected, it doesn't matter, cause I know God put this vision for me, mm. and nobody else has this vision, and saw this vision the way that I saw it. Mm. So. Yes, that's all. Mm. Yeah, like a no is is good mm. because it, had you gone through that, then it's the wrong place. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. What about you, Gerard? Yeah. So being, you know, having that evangelistic heart. One thing we do as a church is outreach. There is a this moment in, a few years ago. It was before COVID, and I was preaching, and this this man came up to me and you know staunched me. Mm. and told me I was full of it in a very not nice way. Mm. (laughs) Um, And all this stuff um, he was saying, like I got scared, I got intimidated. Mm. At one point where I thought I was over the fear of man, it came back Mm. like a hundredfold to the point I had to take a break from ministry. Mm. So that was one of the biggest challenges I've had in this this ministry vision mm. over my life, breaking the fear of man, breaking intimidation. Mm. Um, that was a big, big hurdle. Um, and it took a while for me to bounce back. Mm. But while I was pondering in that time, I, I remember I was at uni. I, I was just at lunch by myself and I was trying to find an answer. 
Mm. I was like, God, like, I know I'm not supposed to feel this way towards mm. people, but Lord, I'm terrified. Mm. Like, I don't, I, I can't even talk to my peers in my classroom. Like, mm. I'm, I'm scared, Lord. Mm. All because of what this man said to me. Mm. I get the scripture, um, start reading from Isaiah 48. I'm reading, 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 reading. And then I get up to Isaiah 51 from verse 12. I, I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of man who dies, of the son of man who is made like grass, and have forgotten the Lord your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth, and you fear continually all the day because of the wrath of the oppressor, when he sets himself to destroy. And where is that wrath of the oppressor? He who is bowed down shall speedily be released. He shall not go down to the pit, neither shall his bread be lacking. I am the Lord your God. He stirs up the sea, so its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand, establishing the heavens and laying the foundations of the earth and saying to Zion, you are my people. Verse 12, I want to say that again. I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of? Man who dies. So having that comfort from the Lord saying, he is the Lord who in verse Eight, uh, 15, I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea so its waves roar. Mm. I had this picture of how big God is versus who this guy intimidated me. Yeah, I had a picture of how big the Lord was in my life. Mm. When at that point, it was like, you know, the father living in me in just like, it, you know, just like, like how I am right now. But mm. it's so much bigger than that. The Lord is huge. Yeah. Um, the earth is his footstool. Like what mm. size are his feet? Like 300, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, he, he's got, he is huge. Mm. Yeah. He's massive and he stirs up the sea. Do you know how much it takes to like stir up a bowl of water? Just like this, just like that with your finger. And mm. the Lord is huge. And uh, another word I referred, uh, I'm referring to now as a, as the Lord speaking to me as I talk is how Jesus um, is getting like backlash from the Pharisees talking mm. about how he's demon possessed and stuff. Mm. And then Jesus replies that he casts out demons with the finger of God, mm. the finger of God. Mm. The earth is his footstool. He casts out demons with the flick of his finger, you know, like God is huge. Yeah. And I, and I, and that started setting in me. I was like, wow, he's, he is massive. He's living in me. He loves me. He cares about me. I've forgotten how big he is. I'm sorry, Lord. Mm. I've forgotten. Um, and one more comforting thing that he says here, I have put my words in your mouth and covered you in the shadow of my hand. He says, I got you, Gerard. I was like, whoa, man, like this, this is real. This jumped out of the pages into my heart. And I remember just being so sobered in that moment. I was like, man, like I need to, I wish I was alone so I could cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just wanted to be with the Lord a moment longer. Um, but that, that stayed in my heart and I'll forever remember that moment of intimacy with the Lord. It's, mm. um, so it always goes back to getting intimate with the Lord. It's mm. always, it always goes back to that. If you That's lose right. your step, you got to go back to God. You lose the vision, you question the vision, go back to God. If you're tired and weary, Jesus says, come to me yeah. for I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. Like all these, it's, it always points back to Jesus. It mm. always goes back to him. So whatever challenge it looks like, like the fear of man, how do we get over that? Going to the Lord. Yeah, mm. right. The doubt in our mind, how do we get rid of that? We go to the Lord. That's right. yeah. Everything 
we go to the Lord for, we go to the Lord about, we yeah. like we we always need to be in that constant relationship with Him. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, Keith? One of the biggest things that I've faced when I run with the vision God's given me, it ties into what a lot of people have said already, and I know a lot of people can relate to this, is that feeling, it's just a one-man show. How am I going to do it on myself? Mm. And if we're not wise and if don't spend time with God, we can easily get into that cycle of so many questions, asking ourselves and just questioning our own ability instead of trusting his ability through us. Hmm. That's the biggest thing and, and self-doubt. So, And sometimes when you're by yourself, it's easy to talk self-doubt. It's easy hmm. to say how it can't work, why it won't work and all these negative stuff, right? Hmm. Uh, we have to flip it around. One um, thing I wanted to mention was um, for those who don't know, I have a bit of history playing musical uh, music gigs with my band, with my brother. And we used to do gigs across several churches and God gave us a specific vision to do that. And uh, at first I'm, thought, I'm thinking like, well, um, I don't know anybody. How do we connect with people? Mm. How do I get out of my shell? How do I start talking? How do I start communicating? And how do I be that person who God wants me to be? And to cut it short... <laughs> It's just, you just have to step out. You mm. just have to do it. Mm. Um, sometimes life, you just have to experience it. Even if you fall back, you just have to get back again. Uh, but it's in, God, and like Trayanne and Jemison were saying, um, he's entrusted you with the vision. So what are you going to do to run with it? And this verse, I just to reaffirm, in Philippians 4.19 it says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So many times the, the battles that I faced was like, I don't own much stuff. I'm not rich. I don't have right. all the equipment yep. to get started. I yep. don't know. One, I don't know anyone. <laughs> Second, look at my bank account, God. Yeah, have you right. not seen <laughs> the zeros at the end? Thirdly, yep. <laughs> how do I get the material and, and the resources to do this stuff, man? You're saying go and do this and I can't even buy myself a battery? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it sounds funny, but God says, what do you have in your hand to get started? That's right. Yes. That's good. What I did have, yeah. a bass guitar. That's mm. <laughs> good. That's and the reason I had a bass guitar is because when I was 13 and 9 months, I had my first job in Woolworths. Mm. And I saved money and I was diligent. I had less responsibilities then. Obviously mm. not married and... And a lot more. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> 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 I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> gee, it's a long time ago. But what I'm saying is, gee, marriage is a blessing, but that's a, uh, it's another whole new world, and it's good. Amen. What I'm saying is, the timelines we go through, the stuff we go through. Mm. Um, I just look back at what God's done, and I'm like, wow. Um, having that job when I was that when I was young enabled me to save to buy music equipment. Mm. I didn't have all the music equipment, but as we went out, what we did is just trust God. Um, I said, what did I do? I, I was sitting in the back room at mum and dad's place because we were still there living there, obviously, with my brother, and I just forced my... Own. I kind of forced myself just to, okay, I'm just going to be the manager and just manage everything. Mm. But just pick up the phone and start calling pastors and sound like I know what I'm talking about. Mm. Saying mm -hmm. we're evangelistic, we're all Bible-based. The songs that we do are all Bible-based. At 13 years old. 
Oh, this is going. This is no. This is not oh. thirteen years old. Okay. No. I was like, whoa. Just to fast forward. <laughs> this is not thirteen years old. This is about well, young twenties. Okay. Yeah, mm. young twenties. So when I was thirteen, that enabled us to buy the equipment. But when God said to start this vision was not until I was in my twenties. Mm. Right. Praise God. He's preparing mm. the right season mm. in time. That's good. Yeah. And I, we went out and started being connected with people and there's a lot of testimony in that and just the people that we've met mm. um and again we didn't have a high budget of rolling in and you know, rolling out big you know big trucks to unload music uh gear for big concerts and stuff we just had we just had our you we just filled it up with what we had mm. and we just we did mm. small gigs we did large gigs we started connecting with bands we started talking with people the biggest thing for me, the fear, the fear I had was being rejected by people mm. that they don't agree with what you're doing. In fact, many times they'll just say, how do you survive doing this? Mm. Why don't you just do a nine to five job? Mm. Praise God. The thing behind it is where God sends you, the provision will be there. Mm. God qualifies us already and has appointed us already when we are saved by grace, when we receive him as Lord and Savior. He adds all this to us. Yeah. So it's like changing our mindset. No, I can do all things through his ability, through his strength, and he's appointed me. Mm. And sometimes it's just a matter of keep on talking to yourself until you dream about it, until, you know, Lord, give me yeah. visions about it. I want to dream about it. There's a scripture in the, in the Bible that says, in him I move and live and have my being. Mm. So that should speak volumes. It speaks volumes to me because I'm not living in my own flesh. It's just one part of me. So if I'm saying I can't do this, I'm acknowledging, yeah, heck, heck yeah, heck yeah, I can't do this. I know I can't do this That's right. because it's just only one part of my body, the flesh and the mind I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm a spirit first mm. yeah. in the kingdom. So God is going to connect me when I'm in line with what he says. So yeah. the people I'm going to connect with, he's going to have a word in season for them yeah. and it's going to help us grow and to travel. So we traveled a lot just quickly. So we traveled a lot. Uh, we did several gigs. We were guests at churches, in church services, at youth camps, in beach missions. And the amount of people we met was absolutely amazing. We saw signs and wonders. Mm. I mean, I saw the first evidence, like signs and wonders, people getting healed, people being set free, being delivered mm. in front of my, right in front of me. And this was a lot of the time just by not even even sounding like I'm preaching, but just letting God flow through me when I'm picking that instrument up, that instrument up in my hand. Like I play bass guitar. Mm. We had keys, we had a keyboard, um, sorry, guitar, we had drums and vocals, of course. But it was the presence of God. We, we wanted to be filled with his presence to give to the people. Mm. And we saw people saved. We, we saw people... Uh, set free from depression and all this stuff in fact people would come to me afterwards and said Keith like God spoke to me and I just mm. feel so much better mm. so much more lighter now yeah and that, that was great but at the same time um, there were still plenty of moments where people would question what we're doing because they see they may see on the outside observing you mm. and waiting for you to slip up almost like you know, like it's like I warned you, you should just be doing a normal thing, but how can you really survive doing what you're doing? People doubting what God's given you is one of the hardest things you can deal mm -hmm. with. But 
you can rise above that. In fact, I did rise above that because the moment they say that, we just kept doing more. Mm. We just kept reaching out more. I would go hand out pamphlets and tracks in my spare time mm. when I'm not doing gigs. I'd pray. I'd do the best I can to be connected and, and to pray. And God really connected us with the right people at the right time. Mm. It's amazing. We did our first CD without even being a big name or nothing. Um, it got picked up in a Christian music store without us necessarily trying to work so hard. Mm. We just honoured God, we loved God, we trusted Him, and then people started to know a bit more about us and they invited us to churches, they invited us to events. We started being guest bands at other people's concerts and, and, and church events. Mm. So... The main thing I want to point out there, guys, is that sometimes we think we don't have anything to get started. But God will show you, what do you have in your hand? Yeah. Mm. What do you have in your church community? Mm-hmm. Is someone crying out for the same desire as you? Sometimes yeah. life's a risk. It's better stepping out without stepping out at all. Mm. Stepping out in faith out of the boat when things are uncertain because a lot of things can be uncertain. Yeah. To keep your eyes on Jesus, Lord, I know you have all the riches in the kingdom. You mm. have everything I need. So it's just, I trust that you've enabled me to receive that mm. and I want to go forward. Yeah. So that was a little bit of how, yeah, the challenges can really, challenges are real. You know, in, in the Bible, it talks about the devil being, um, you know, temptation. Like, you know, if you're hungry, turn the rock to bread or, you know, just if you're the son of God, just jump off the cliff, you know? Mm. The, the word says, don't test the Lord your God. As long as we know we're pleasing God, it doesn't matter what people may say to bring you down. Mm. And we have to be strong enough, trust God with how to respond to that. And just being real about it, like I feel this way, I acknowledge I feel this way, but how can I respond with what God says? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely relate with all of the, all of the challenges particularly the loneliness one like um uh, one of the biggest challenges is like how come people aren't as passionate as me on this and like i'd feel like maybe i heard wrong because it's not happening it's been a couple years now it's not happening i see no see no progression and then because i'm being moved by what i see i start to question i am always encouraged by how a bamboo plant grows it spends ages underneath the ground before it finally shoots up and it takes about a week until it's fully grown once it's out of the ground and then i'm always encouraged by joseph joseph got given a vision when he was a kid and that was a very lofty vision that all of his brothers were going to bow to him and then what happened like he like that vision was definitely tested like his brothers hated him they definitely weren't going to bow to him then um, and then he got thrown to the pit and then he got sold to slavery. And you know the story. Got accused of rape, mm. spent time in prison. And then all of a sudden in one day, he got promoted to second in charge. So I, like, I really resonate with Joseph. To me, the biggest challenge is not being moved by what I see. And I remember there's a, there's a sermon where Pastor Paul was preaching here. And he was telling Guada to tell yourself like do not be moved by what you see do not be moved by what you see and i feel like that was for me as well yeah the just shall live by faith and i knew that 
and I knew all this all this scripture, but when it came to actually playing it out, to, when it came to actually doing it, I couldn't like I struggled. And every now and then I do get that temptation to just look at what I'm seeing and be discouraged. But yeah, just like what everyone said here, just going back to God and just letting him father you, letting him be a good dad, letting Holy Spirit be a comforter and teacher. And yeah, there's nothing like it because I go to Pastor Rod for advice and what he's, I can hear what he's saying and what he's saying is good and it's correct. But it's different when, I don't know, like Holy Spirit just knows me. And he knows exactly the words to unlock my heart and just get through to me. Because there are, there are really a lot of moments in my life where I have abandoned the vision. And then from there, it opens the door to suicide because it's like, what, why, why am I living anymore? But a mindset that God instilled in me recently was, you know, you're going to die here anyway so you might as well go all out yeah. you might as well go all out because what's the point you already you've already felt like you wanted to kill yourself so why don't you just go a hundred percent in and don't worry like don't worry about if people don't follow you whatever you just go all the way in galatians 6 9 it says uh, do not grow weary in doing good for in due season yeah. you shall reap a good harvest Amen. And um, that's another verse that I had to meditate on and renew my mind on because I was getting weary and doing good. I felt like, what's the point? I'm, I'm sweating it. Mm. I'm sweating it. I'm stressed. I'm like so depressed. What's the point? And then, I, yeah, just that the biggest thing is spending that time with God. I don't know how anyone does it. I don't know how people that don't know God live because without god i'm like so lost yeah. i'd be doing like i'd probably be doing drugs i'd probably be gambling probably be doing stuff that will just get my mind off of what i'm feeling mm-hmm. but yeah the narrow path that's another verse that uh, encourages me it's it's supposed to be narrow it's supposed yeah. to be hard and this is to be, this is to be expected but me you know it's like uh jesus Jesus fell asleep in the midst of a storm. So it's not the absence of trouble. That means that you're going the wrong direction. It's your peace throughout it. Mm. So yeah, just focusing on God, focusing on things that you can't see. So don't be moved by things that you do see, but be moved by things that you can't see. For what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. So it's the way God taught it to me is pay no attention to what you see. If I've told you this is going to happen, just pay attention to that. And I've done what God has said. Like, I've been in my room. My God, help me see. Help me see, please. I can't see it. And then he does. He shows me. And um, there's a verse that says, after suffering a little while, God himself will establish you. And I felt that. He's so good. (coughs) He's so good. I think uh, the biggest revelation I've had was that one where, you know, we're going to die anyway. You might as well go 100% for God. I feel like there is... There was that part of me that's holding back because I have concern of my safety. I have concern of my image. So another thing that was holding me back is if I fail, I'll look like an idiot. And for me, I was like, I was very insecure about my intelligence. And I was feeling like if I fail, I'd look like a loser to everybody. I was highly regarding the opinions of others instead of him. So yeah, that revelation of 
we're gonna die anyway it just completely destroyed that because it's like who cares i'm gonna die i might as well do everything that he's planned for me at the end of the day i'm not here to please anyone here i'm here to please him and his vision for my life is the one that's most optimized. Like what Gerard said, I think at the start of this podcast episode, your destiny is written. So he's not making it up as you go. It's all planned. And he's, he's like really planned it out to a T and he knows you. It's, it's a wonderful plan. Yeah. Does, uh, does anyone have anything to add before we finish? You're looking at verses. Do you have anything to add? Well, I wanted to um, put out the question of, and I'll, I'm happy to answer as well of how do you know if you're on the right track mm. from my personal experience there are several indicators that you know you're on the right track one we already shared it you've got the peace of god mm. two you can see that you're consistently checking in mm. three there is fruit so mm. like what keith was sharing they pursued this vision that god gave and signs and wonders accompanied them because they stepped out and they yeah. believed and four your day-to-day decisions are so consumed by your vision mm. The people you surround yourself with, the podcast you live in, you listen to, the time that you spend, the money that you spend, mm. uh, every decision that you make is so consumed by the importance of achieving this vision. And you know, these are good indicators that you know you're on the right track. And hey, if you're not on the right track, we've already shared it here. You've got the grace of God. Mm. Come back to Him, and He will always redirect your steps. Mm. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> get the peace of God. And just run with it. Yeah. Something I wanted to add just before we finish is, I think Matthew six thirty three, Seek first the kingdom and everything that you need will be added to you. So something Pastor Paul told me to encourage me. Um, so I was feeling that I didn't have the resources, like what um, Keith said. I felt like I didn't have the resources. I didn't have what it takes. I'm not smart enough to do it. I'm not charismatic enough to get people to follow me. But Pastor Paul's like, Seek first the kingdom, his way of doing things, and all these things that you need will be added. And you need to trust that. You need to just go forth. Though none go with me, I still will follow. And trust that verse, Matthew 6.33, that everything that you need will be added to you. So I just I want to encourage everyone that's listening that if nothing's happening just uh, so far and there's just so many, so many things that would suggest that it's not going to happen i want to encourage you and tell you that it is going to happen if god told you it's going to happen just like what guada said god's not a man that he should lie no son of man that he would ever change his mind so even if you've stuffed up even if you've um you feel like there's no way of redeeming yourself because of the decisions you've made still to this day has not changed his mind about you yeah the gifts he has and callings of God are irrevocable. Irrevocable. Yeah. He couldn't even revoke it even if he wanted to. Yeah. It's irrevocable. He puts his word above himself. So, yeah, if you've heard from God, then just, that's it. Like what Guada said, just, that's it. You know, just keep it. But yeah, so we'll finish with prayer. And I think maybe Guada should pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, um, for everyone that's listening right now. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray that you help them see what you see, O oh God. Let them uh, help them hear you, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, and I thank you, Lord, that 
I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just direct them in everything that they do, every decision they make, they include you. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Holy Spirit, you are their heavenly helper. They are never left alone. In Jesus' name, they are never alone. So thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you have already predestined, you've already pre-written our, our life, our lives in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that, um, yeah, Lord, just any confusion, God, I pray that you just remove that right now in Jesus' name, that you don't confuse people. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, that you are who you say you are and you do what you say. And I just thank you, Lord. Yeah, God, if they're struggling to believe, Father, I pray that you help them believe in Jesus' name. Help them believe um, you. Help them believe what you have called them to do in Jesus' name. Whatever they're struggling with, whatever they're um, um, tackling with, oh God, I pray that you help them right now in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. We'll lift those people up to you right now who, who don't know what they're doing, who who is struggling to um to see their vision. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you help them in Jesus' name. So I just thank you, Lord. We don't need to overcomplicate it. We just need to come to you. We just need to speak to you in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for them and for their lives. It's been sealed. It's been done deal ages ago. <laughs> done deal in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. That was the last episode for Vision, and we'll see you, I guess, next month. Thank you for tuning in to Harvest Now Conversations. We hope you got something out of it and want to stay connected. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Harvest Now Church to make sure you don't miss out on any future content. You can also message us at contact at harvestnowchurch.com to suggest a topic to talk about or to ask us a question. Until next time, stay blessed and see you in the next podcast.